glad you've decided to join us again on Jesus Speaks Farsi. We're continuing in our series on the scriptures in Iran. I'm Joe Connor and it was great to hear from David Jegnazar in our last episode as he shared the big picture of how the scriptures are impacting many lives in the Iran region. And I'm really happy that I can attest to this myself having met many Iranian people now who have found healing and new life simply by reading the Bible. But when I first heard of this story of the millions of scriptures being distributed all over the Iran region and then a few quick updates of lives being changed, it was pretty hard for me to relate to a people I'd never met before, you know, never heard of them, never sat down and had dinner with them. And that's why I'm glad for this particular episode. We're going to hear from one of those millions of people who have received a New Testament without knowing much about Jesus. Ruzbe's story is really inspiring and we'll be hearing what happened to him when he started reading the Gospels for the first time. Always I was shouting, banging doors, you know, breaking glasses. I, I, was, I was very angry, you know, inside of me. It was, it was a storm inside of me. So without further ado, let's hear how the words of Jesus calm the storm raging inside of Ruzbe. Welcome back uh, to Jesus Speaks Farsi. We uh, have heard some great stories from David about how powerful the scriptures are, how the Bible is changing lives all over the Iran region. And today I am really excited to have Ruzbe with us. Ruzbe, thank you for being with us. Uh, happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to have this opportunity to talk about my story. Yeah. And so I am I'm really excited about this particular episode because I have done absolutely no background work on your story. So this mm. is really fresh to me. I was just told by a friend that you have uh, an interesting story about how the scriptures or the Bible has impacted your life. So tell us a little bit about your history and how and how that happened. And I'll kind of jump in and ask questions Ooh. as we go along. So if I want to share my story, I need to go back to the let's go back beginning of yeah. my life. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. So I was born in a communist family. Communist so, family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my mom and my dad both were communists. Mm -hmm. So and uh, it wasn't allowed to talk about God in our family. Right. So there wasn't any God. So, so they were anti-Islam, anti-religion. Anti-religion, even ah. anti-God. So, um, yeah, when I was eight years old, yeah, Ir uh, Iranian uh, government just arrested my father and my mother and oh. put them in a jail because of their faith, because of their belief, actually. Yeah. And um, uh, they gave two year sentences to my mom and three years to my father. So after one year, my mom converted to Islam. So wow, in a to prison. get out of prison, yeah. So no, actually, she, she really did. She really did. Okay. So, so they uh, um, sent her out of the uh, prison. But my my father, uh, even he had three years uh, sentences. So they they uh, killed my father in in prison wow. uh, when I was uh, almost nine years old. Wow. So and after that, it was a huge uh, tragedy in my life. So I was very attached to my father mm. and we had a very close relationship. And yeah, after that, my heart filled with lots of, uh, you know, 
anger and mm. I couldn't even talk to anyone. So I mm. couldn't have a relationship with anyone. And when I was looking to people, I was thinking, you know, a man killed my father. Yeah. So they made um, me fatherless. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, I, I had a very uh, tough uh, childhood. And when I was teenager because the, because of this uh, situation circumstances yeah. so i uh, got a very deep depression what so what year was that that your father was in prison and was killed uh, Do you remember round about what year it was um i was actually 9 i was 8 9 so yeah. it goes back to almost uh, 30 Two thirty-three years ago. Okay, so, so yeah, like around was, the nineties, yeah, like late eighties, early late 90s. A, late eighties. Yes, it was wow. late eighties, and yeah, so yeah, I I was growing up with uh, uh, mm. depression. So and when I was teenager, I was absolutely alone. So because I I I had some you know something in my heart and it was stopping me to have a relationship you with didn't people. have any friends or... no friends no I, I was very angry my family i was always i was shouting i was just uh, fighting with my mom with my yeah. families so um uh, so yeah when, when i i finished my high school i thought that would be good to go to music university Okay. So because I was thinking, so music can help me to heal my heart. And so did you play instruments? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. I was always playing uh, instruments, um, Iranian instruments. Okay. So I was uh, studying uh, music. Okay. Yeah. So then I, tr uh, I I decided to go to to university. So I started my university, and um, my my first problem was I couldn't forgive others. Mm. So I, I had a problem with others. Yeah. But suddenly in the middle of university, I I found myself in a horrible, sinful situation. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm a, I'm a very sinful man. Did you believe in God in university? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, I believe I, I was a Muslim okay. I, I, because my mom was Muslim. Yeah. So I was praying, I was fasting, I was doing everything in Islam. And I was trying to just reach out to God. I was yeah. trying to have a good relationship with God. And yeah. I was thinking the only person can, um, you know, understand my situation is God. But yeah. always it was a big wall between me and yeah. my God. So I was trying to have a relationship with him, but it wasn't any relationship. So, yeah. Uh, and and one day I just realized I cannot even I, I cannot forgive others. And now I feel I was I was really sinful man, and I I was feeling very I'm I'm a guilty man. Mm -hmm. So every day when I was working working, uh, every day I was thinking, oh, another day I'm gonna to do the same things. I'm gonna to live in the dirty life, and I hate it. Mm -hmm. And I started to hate myself. I couldn't forgive myself. Yeah. So this actually situation led me to to get a decision to commit to suicide. Right. So and then I wrote a letter mm -hmm. and gave it to one of my friends. I in a university. I had just you know I was in a big university. Mm -hmm. Many people there. Lots of relationships. Away from home to go to the university. Yeah. 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 Um, and 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 you know many people and I could have many uh, relationships, 
But I only had two friends, yeah. and we all all were in the same situation, yeah. in a very deep depression, bad situation. So, uh, and I went to my friend and said, you know, um, this is my situation, and because of my situation, I'm gonna to I'm gonna to commit to suicide. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, I I I had a plan. I had a date to do that, and one day. Um, me and my friend, we, we were working on a music of a theater um, and he came to me and said, you know, I'm invited to go to a church. And on those days, you know, the building church. So they had an overground yeah, church. Overground church. Yeah. So um, I invited to go to Assembly of God in Tehran. Yeah, that, so, that has been closed down now, right? Yes, it's, it's closed yeah. down now. So I went there. It wasn't easy to just get in so we yeah. really insist we want to go in and we want to know so someone just took yeah. us in and I sat on a on a on a chair and worship started and I didn't heard anything you'd not heard music like I, I didn't know nothing yeah. I, I was just weeping crying weeping and crying my shirt was completely <laughs> wet and you know in the middle of 700 people, 800 people, I was weeping, shouting, crying. And suddenly I realized I'm, a, I'm in a miserable situation. So mm-hmm. I decided just to run out. You ran so, out of church. Yeah, I ran out to church and I went out and I called to the person who invited us to, to, to church. Yeah. And I said, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. So, and we met each other and I said, you know, I don't want to hear anything about Jesus, about your your faith. My only question is why I was crying mm. in the middle of hundreds of people. What's happened to me? So he started to share gospel with me and he said, you know, God sent his beloved son to you too. And I was listening to him and I was thinking, they are so mad. Like crazy mad. They are crazy mad. <laughs> yeah. So God sent his beloved son yeah. to me. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't want to hear that. And I just I was just um repeating my question why I was crying. Mm. So and he said it was a touch of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He wants to heal you. And he said and he wants to forgive you. And he wants to help you. The this sentence was the you know the highlight of, highlight of our conversation. He said, you know, he wants to help you to forgive other and forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And I said, stop, stop, stop here. Yeah. Do you know my story? And yeah. he said, no. And I said, you know, even I'm talking to you, but yeah. I hate you. Yeah. I cannot have a relationship with anyone. Yeah. So you say, God can help me to forgive people. It's impossible. And also, I'm a sinful man. Mm. God never forgive me. I want to kill myself because I believe, um, um, you know, I have to die because of my sins. And he said, God wants to forgive you and give you power to forgive others. And I said, if your God can do that, I will follow him. And he gave me a Bible, a Bible, and the Bible changed my life. So was it a full Bible, a New Testament? Just New Testament. Just a New Testament. Just a New Testament. And he said, go home. This, it was a structure for me. Yeah. And I did exactly the structure. Yeah. And he said, go home and just read Gospels. Yeah. And I went home. 
and it started with Matthew. Yeah. Lots of names. Yeah. So for one week, I was in my room reading Matthew to John. Go back to John. Again, reading Matthew to John for a week. Whole what, week. What was that like opening... Uh, a holy book and reading it in Farsi language as opposed to like the Quran being in Arabic. Uh, Did you think it was a holy book or what, what were your thoughts of the Bible? Um, for, first, you know, for for the first time, I had a book in my hand and yeah. someone said this is this is from God and it was in Farsi. That was interesting for me. Yeah. But I was searching something, you know, like Quran, some comments, something very serious. But it was very interesting. It was just stories. Yeah. Story after story after story after story. Yeah. So but the power of the stories, you know, I was when I was reading the Bible, it wasn't just reading a book. I was weeping and crying with every page of the book wow. and Holy Spirit was just touching my heart he was healing me he was healing my wounds yeah. I could completely I could um, feel that in my heart in my emotion even sometimes I could just feel something physically happening to me so and I was reading the book reading the Bible reading Matthew and go to the other Gospels and book of John was amazing for me yeah. and I, I could see the love of God and I, I could see God wants to forgive me even if I am very sinful man yeah. but he wants to forgive me so after one week I said to myself this is not a normal book yeah there is a huge power in each word of this book mm. and you know I said by, to myself what shall I do What's the next step? And there was a, you know, the page at the end of the book. Yeah. It was a prayer. Yeah. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, just read so this So you prayer. just read the Gospels. I just read the Gospels. And gospel. you went to the end of the book and it was kind of like the sinner's prayer. Yeah, sinner's prayer. Yeah. So I read the sinner's prayer and yeah. I said, you know, Jesus, I don't know very well. Yeah. But one thing I know, this is not a normal book. Mm. This is not a, you know, a common book. This is not a story. There is a, even this is not a holy book, just yeah. holy book. <laughs> yeah. So there is a power. This is alive. I can feel it. Yeah. You know, it's not after 22 years, 23 years uh, following Jesus. You know, I'm not just exaggerating and adding, you know, yeah. some beautiful words to That's what I was you thinking. Really you know, I was thinking there is a power mm. and this is not just a holy book. It's yeah. healing me. Yeah, so even as you were reading the book, you could feel healing in you. Exactly, healing and, you know, um, I could feel acceptance, I could feel love, I could feel, you know, um, there is a hope for me. Yeah. Is there any specific, you keep mentioning stories, it's a book of stories, were there any specific stories in the Gospels that just jumped out at you or was it every single story? Yeah, I, I can remember that one of those was, you know, the highlight was um, John chapter 4, mm-hmm. you know, you know the, the Samarian yeah, yeah. woman. It was the, the highlight of the woman my, at the well. Yeah, the about, woman yeah. at the well. So it was it was the, the highlight of that. So the, actually all the stories... Yeah. Um, were really what, what, what was it about the woman at the well? Was uh, it that she was a sinner? Very yes, yeah, sinner, yeah. a sinner lady, and 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 how Jesus deal with the yeah. sinner, a sinner. So 
I, I, I didn't have a very knowledge of theology, but I knew she's a sinner. So, and I knew a, a holy person, a prophet, yeah. is talking to a sinner. So you read in this book and you, you, you just think Jesus is a prophet as you're reading yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But one thing was very interesting for me and the character of the prophet was very interesting for yeah. me. And I thought, if I want to follow a prophet, I would prefer to follow this man. Yes. I would prefer to be like this man. Because there's lots of, in Islam, for our listeners in Islam, in Iran, there's lots of prophets that people say they're followers of this specific prophet in Islam. You know, in Iran, most of the people are following Muhammad. Yeah. So, and I was comparing my, my, on that time, my current prophet, so Muhammad and Jesus. Yeah. And I was thinking, I want to be like, which one? Yes. Muhammad or Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And, and suddenly I, I said, definitely, I want to follow this man. I yeah. want to be like this man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after a week, so I just gave my heart to Jesus. I didn't know what I'm doing. Did you know, he, did you believe he was God then? Or did you just say, I'm going to follow um, I, I just, I said, I, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I believe in this book. There yeah. is a power in Bible. Yeah. So my story started with Jesus with just saying yes to the yeah. power of Bible. So before we get after that week, I want to ask, um, you said you had a couple of friends at the university. Did they know you were reading the Bible? What did they think of it? Because the Bible, it was illegal, right? It's an yeah. illegal book. Yeah, yeah. So t- tell me about so that. So actually, the, the, I, I said, I, I, one of my friends, we went together went to, to the, the church. church. Yeah, yeah. So we both of us, we gave our heart to Jesus. Oh, so right. he's serving in Iran. He's a wonderful servant of God at okay. the moment in Iran. And yes, we both uh, had the sa- same journey, right. but um, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So mine was very impacted with Bible and he, he has another story. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but what happened after the week, after yeah. that week? So I've changed dramatically. Yeah. So my mom came to my sister and said, you know, I believe Ruzbe is using a kind of drug. <laughs> <laughs> or he's getting, he's losing his mind. Why? Because so, you were so happy. Or I you was just so calm. You calm. I was always. I was shouting. Yeah. Banging doors. You know, breaking glasses. I. I was. I was very angry. You know, yeah. inside of me it was. It was a storm inside of me. Yeah. I was always. I was shouting inside of my, mm. my brain, my my mind, and I was just fighting with everyone, even my mom. So she said to my sister, so something happened to Ruzbe. So maybe he's losing his mind yeah. or he's using a drug. I need to take her to take him to the psychologist and see what's, what's the problem. So and she came to me and said, Ruzbe, I want to take you to a psychologist. I said, why? And wow. said, because you are so calm. I know there is something happening into your life and I want to help you. Please let me to help you. And I opened up myself and says, Mommy, I gave my heart to Jesus. And he was so angry. He started to shout at me and said, What are you doing? You are always crazy. You are always going to the crazy way. So it is a new um, new plan in, into your life. You are starting something against some, some yeah. crazy thing in your life. And I said, Mom, am I in a good situation or bad? So he said, she said, At the moment you are fine, but I'm sure it's going to be for a yeah. short time, you will get back to your previous life. And I said, okay, if at the moment I'm fine, just 
led me to just uh, let's see try what it. happens. Yeah. So you, your your mum and your sister recognised this peace and this calmness that had come over yeah. you, and they thought, "What's he doing?" Yeah. And you tell them, "I've met Jesus. I'm reading the Bible. Yeah. I'm I'm a follower of Jesus." Yeah. And they, they get angry at you. Yeah. So go on, t- tell us what happened. So yeah, you know, after that, mom, my mom said, um, "I can't do anything, but I'm sure you will get back to your mm-hmm. old life." And, you know, I was, I, 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 I was, you know, in love with Jesus. Mm. I just, I was just experienced, experiencing something completely new. I could feeling, you know, God is just healing inside of me. So I can remember a day after giving my heart to Jesus, I went to a crowded city of Tehran. It was very busy road, it busy street. It was like a boulevard. So I was walking on, on that road. And I was looking to people. Yeah. I was doing this uh, occasionally even before before giving my heart to Jesus. And I was looking to people. And always I was very angry. I was just, I, I wanted to kill them. Yeah. I was, you know, in my mind, I was like an angry man. And I started to walk in these streets and looking to people. And I was shocked. You know, I didn't want to kill them. Yeah. I could love them. I didn't know what's happening to me. Honestly, yeah, really I didn't don't. know what's happening to my heart, what's happening to my, my mind. I didn't want to just to, you know, punch them or just um, fight with them. I could easily walk among people and love them. And, and this is just after reading the Bible. After for reading Bible. And had you sat down and spoken to other Christians? Yeah, or anything? Yeah. yeah. After that, you know, as I said, a, a guy invited me to a church, so yeah. I tried to contact him, and he put me to to with contact with other believers, um, underground churches. Yeah. So I started to, you know, get some teaching. I was part of the small groups, a small and underground church. Yeah. And uh, we we had a prayer time together, Bible studies. So, so you went, you started going to underground house churches because you were a Muslim convert yes. to Christianity, whereas the overground church was only for people who had been born in a Christian family. Um, Is that how it worked? No, were you actually, able to go? you know, you could you could go to the church, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, the overground, overground church. churches. But the problem was, you know, it wasn't easy to just jump in and go to the church. Yeah. Always you had a, uh, you know, you need to go to the security check and everyone was oh, asking okay. you, so what are you doing here? Who are you? So yeah. you had to have uh, some uh, confirmation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a really, I'm a real Christian, yeah. so I really g- gave my heart to Jesus. So, um, but, you know, on, in the underground churches, we just gathering together. Yeah. We we're just praying, reading Bible. So, and... That was easier for me, and I had uh, wonderful times there with my friends and a guy who. So when when you read in the Bible and it's like you talk about it healing you and it being alive, were you challenged through it? Like, did you ever think, ah, oh, you know, Jesus is doing all these miracles, and you're like, did you just believe that they happened, or did you ever say, I don't know if that's real? I never think like this. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, now I can just go deeper into the Bible after many years. But on those days, 
What I was thinking was the love of Jesus mm. behind all the stories. I couldn't go deep. Yeah. I just seeing the character of Jesus, how he deals with sinners, yeah. so how he forgives them, how he loves them. So the only things that I could discover from the word of God was the character of Jesus. Yeah. So of course, step by step, I've just uh, learned and just realized what Jesus done in people's life and what he's, he's doing in my life. But on that uh, days, on those days, so uh, what I was thinking was, you know, someone is accepting me, loving me, yeah. helping me, forgiving me, empowering me, and sending me to love others. Yeah. And it was amazing. When I, 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 when I was seeing my, my mom's eyes, who, who is, who, she was looking at me like, you know, um, a, a normal person. <laughs> it was everything for me. Yeah. So um, I wasn't just uh, making uh, trouble for her. Yeah. So I was a normal person. Yeah. So she could be proud of me. Yeah. So she 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 is a Christian right now, but yeah. you know. So sh you didn't go back to your old way. You carried on being yeah, peaceful. Yes, and yes. Your mum saw the change in you and yeah. said, "This is for Yeah. Um. So I know now that you you're a worship leader. You do a lot of music. How did that encountering Jesus in the scriptures and knowing the love of God did you start to worship through music straight away or what was that journey mm. and I'm also interested you were really interested in music as an angry person was your music angry uh, did you like sing depressing songs or how did that shift and change of course so um, let's go step by step yeah let's go step by <laughs> yeah. step yeah. Uh, actually the, the first thing that happened to me I felt in love with word of God Mm. I really felt in love with Word of God, and I wanted just to discover more and more and more. So, yeah, obviously I was studying music in a university, and my uh, first interest was uh, composing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was music composer and uh, a, a conductor, a choir conductor, and orchestra conductor in Iran. So, but my, my first vision was how I can just um, bring those beautiful, uh, wonderful, um, you know, uh, stories and word of God into music, mm. into songs. So I can remember, I started to write some songs yeah. and try to just uh, read the Bible, read the story of Bible and just write songs, you know, based on the, on the word of God. And I can remember I was one and a half years old believer. So and it was a Pentecost. Yeah. I went to to Assembly of God Church. It was a week of Pentecost. And at the last night, so the, the preacher invited people to come forward. It was like an altar call. And I went to front. And um, this person didn't know me at all it was the, it was our first uh, encounter first time you spoken yeah. to him so and he started to pray for me and he said god says to you i uh, i've chosen you to write songs for me wow and your song we will be singing in many churches around the world just write songs write songs and write songs and i was shocked mm. he didn't know i'm a musician 
he didn't know what's going on in my heart. So, so I started to write song. And after five, six years, I wrote my first song. And uh, I mean, first proper song. Yeah, yeah. And one day, I was singing this song for, for my friends. And uh, maybe for 10 people. And they were really uh, impressed and they really encouraged me. So, and one day I went to Assembly of God Church. The church was packed. I just was just smashed on the wall. <laughs> it wasn't any place to go forward. Yeah. And suddenly, whole the church started to sing my song. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Aramia Del Hai. <laughs> So, and I was shocked, what's going on here? And I started to cry. So, yeah, and God gave me this grace to write many songs. And, um, but all of those songs are based on Word of God. Yeah. So, because I love Word of God and I want just to help people to sing out the, the reality of the Word of God, what's going on in the Word of God. So, yeah, I started to do that. You know, I'm sure you you know better than me. So we we change in Jesus gradually. It's not something you know. Just you give your heart to Jesus, mm-hmm. and day after you are you are another person. For many years, I had two gods, right? Music and Jesus. Yeah. Even I gave my heart to Jesus, but music still was my god. So and I was trying to. Um, you know, please this God as well. You know, just to, just to achieve and just to yeah. um, go forward. And I, I was sacrificing many things. Even my relationship with my lo- wife, mm-hmm. lots of money, lots of time. Uh, and but it's a, it's interesting. So uh, twelve, thirteen years ago, I think thirteen years ago in two thousand twelve. No, two thousand nine. Sorry, two thousand nine. Um, my wife and I decided to serve mm. in Elam's churches. So, and God put me in a real, real desert. Yeah. <laughs> so I had everything in my room, in my, you know, recording studio. Oh, my, all the I instruments. Had all the, the instruments, yeah. you know, recording stu- uh, studio. I had my own piano, my um, synthesizer, everything. And I went to a church and I even didn't have a keyboard to you play. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. So, and God taught me, you can, you can live without music, but you cannot live without me. Mm. So, and on those days, I just, I, you know, said, God, I want to just, um, you know, surrender my music to you. This is not my God anymore. Yeah. I want to just uh, declare you are the only God who has power in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, after that, my music has changed. Yeah. Completely changed. My style changed. My music style changed. So, and my um, way of thinking about music and worship and leading worship has changed. And I had the privilege to to serve in churches for a few years. And it it has changed my, my life 
completely. Amazing. Yeah, just living with people, with living with needy people. Yeah. Talk to them, pray with them, um, pastoring them, teaching them. Let me um, go back to because so many people in Iran, when they first read the Bible, they get given a New Testament and they'll read the Gospels like yeah. you did. How long was it before you started reading the entire Bible? And did the did the Old Testament have the same feel that the Gospels did when you first read them? What was that journey like? So I think for for um, five six months, I was just reading New Testament. Yeah. So and it, part of New Testament, I had lots of questions from part of the yeah. you know um, New Testament as well. Uh, but after five six months. So, my pastor in in Iran, he gave me a a Bible, whole yeah. Bible. So, you couldn't have a Bible easily in Iran, whole yeah. Bible. So it was a celebration for our life if you could have a yeah. you know whole Bible. So, after six months, he said I have a very good news for you. So someone gave me a Bible, and I want to give it to you, mm-hmm. Word of God. So he gave it to me and. He helped me. I had someone next to me. So he was guiding you through guiding the Old Testament. Guiding you through the Old yeah. Testament. So I started with Genesis and step by step, yeah. he just said, you know, go to Psalms and after that Proverbs and, you know, the interesting yeah. parts of the, you know, um, Word of God. Yeah, that that was that was uh, it, it was very important. Someone was just leading me, guiding me to yeah. go through the Bible. So it's it's really interesting. So you you read the New Testament for the first time, and it I get this picture of you just being alone in your room, yeah. reading the Gospels, encountering the love of Jesus. It changing you, it shifting you. But then when you start to go deeper and read the whole Bible, you've got someone with you guiding mm. you through it. You must have had lots of questions. Yeah. Um, and so what what is it what 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 do you do then now, like helping people get the Bible and giving the Bible? Is that something that you're passionate about, is giving the Bible to other people to read? Um, sure, you know, uh, not just giving the Bible to them to read, just yeah. helping them to understand the power of this this yeah. book. You know, honestly, not just for Iranians. Yeah. So I'm living in England and yeah. I'm part of the uh, a British church. Yeah. Our church is quite... British, yeah. honestly. You can tell me, tell me all the problems yeah. British people have. No, 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 no. I don't want to. No. <laughs> I'm always challenging them. Yeah. I try to challenge them. Yeah. Good challenges, yeah. actually. So, you know, Joe, uh, the, you have lots of translation. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you, I have access to Bible easily. Yeah. You have yeah. lots of apps, online, uh, printed. You can yeah. go to shops or order online. You can have bunch of Bible in your in your house on all the people around the world. Many people around the yeah. world in in free countries, but this is interesting. They don't read Bible. Mm. They have Bible, but they don't know what's what's the power of this book. Yeah. They don't they don't actually um, live with this book and read this book. But in Iran. If you have just one Bible, yeah. because of one Bible, they can put it in a prison. You need to pay price, yeah. a big, 
huge prize to have a word of God. Yeah. And people are hungry to just have it and read it. You know, it's a big challenge. When we have something freely, we don't... You so, know, how, so, because this, what is on my heart, that passion and that desire for the word of God and that experience that you had... Um, in those first few weeks of reading it. That's what I want for all people. And mm. I think all people can have that, but you've lived in England for quite a while yeah. now. Is it, do you, are you still as passionate about reading the Bible? Of as course. You? So what can Every we, day. So what can we do as, as a Western church to kind of get that passion back or come back to it? What, what have you seen or what have you experienced that? Um, you know, um, um... I, I, I just share my ideas with yeah. my pastor as well. We have a very good relationship yeah. with my pastor and whole the team. You know, um, when you just encourage people to just read the Bible mm -hmm. and teach them to read Bible, teach them to understand Bible, and, and, and just give them uh, application to, to their Uh, daily life yeah. so not just you know read uh, your your um, daily verses yeah. so your or devotions yeah. so go deep and read this book so we have that kind of things in Iran so we had a time we were sitting together and reading a passage and talking together and uh, eating together yeah. so so you you could see you know there is there is something in this book and someone is trying to help you just yeah. to understand it But normally in, in England, what I see, so Sunday is, is day of, you know, sharing mm -hmm. strategies, yeah. you know, all the churches, most of them just going to, to share their strategies. So we want to serve people. We want to just reach people. We want to, for example, be brave. We want to have, you know, encourage to uh, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. So, and, and most of the time we have cell groups and in cell groups, we have a seasons. So, and seasons are based on a written book from someone else. Yeah. So, for example, Mr. Jack wrote a book about, yeah. for example, I don't know, encountering with Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And we go through this book. Yeah. So, there is not any place for teaching Bible, yeah. reading Bible, go deep into Bible. Yeah. So we are not, we are just following a very good, wonderful plans. Yeah. So, you know, wonderful uh, cell groups plans. But, you know, I can see the, the lack of, um, you know, there is, a, there is a word in, there is a verse in, in Psalm says, um, taste and see God is good. Mm. So um, one day a pastor came to me and said, you know, sometimes we need help people to taste God. Yeah. and see it is good. Yeah. So sometimes we need to help people to taste a Bible yeah. and they see this is good. So your encouragement would pretty much just be getting a group of people together, reading the scriptures, yeah. talking about the scriptures, yeah. focusing on the scriptures. And yeah. that's how you did it in Iran when yeah. you were first learning. Yeah. And, 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 and this is what I do with my disciples yeah. at the moment, Iranian disciples. So... Uh, most of the time we sit together online or yeah. in person so and we read a passage and we talk about it. Yeah. It's very easy. So sometimes we teach and sometimes we just 
read and just share our perspectives or revelations. And everybody gets to share. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, you you can see amazing revelations there. And after that, the people are hungry. Yeah. So, I I I had experience. I was sitting with uh, two of my students. So and we were just reading a part of Old Testament, and we were talking about uh, what we are getting from this passage and our revolution, and you know, revelation. Sorry. Yeah. And after after one hour, we were three of three of us. We were drunk. Honestly, we drunk. honestly, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Three of us. We were completely drunk. With the joy of word of God, yeah. we were laughing what part, and laughing. What part of the Old Testament was uh, it? It was it was First of Samuel. First Samuel, okay. Yeah. What was making you laugh about? Um, you know, no, no, not just the joy of just the, the joy, joy of, the of understanding the heart ah, of God, okay, the okay. joy of understanding the yeah. Bible. You know, yeah. we were laughing for half an hour. We yeah. were just. I was like a drunk man. I couldn't even walk. Yeah, sounds you know, like a good Bible study. It was a wonderful Bible study <laughs> with Holy Spirit and yeah. power of, you know, Scripture. So, so I believe there is an amazing power which is not discovered. Yeah. Yeah. So just getting together with a few other believers, opening mm. the Word of God, studying. Did you tell those people to go away, read this Scripture, and come back, or did you just open it, read it together, talk about it? Uh, you know, um, I'm very fan of inductive study okay so we sit together yeah we read together yeah we talk about it together yeah we find the keywords you know the time mm. and locations and we put everything together we yeah. have a map so and we put everything together and after that first of all we go a bit close you know yeah. we want just to discover uh, uh, what's going on in a story and after that we um, you know zoom out and see yeah. the you know uh, how it works in the big pictures yeah. and after that how it works in our life and we pray together yeah it's it's very inductive so you you and the whole time you're praying for holy spirit to, yeah. to show yeah. you and reveal to you exactly. so i don't need to go to seminary to lead one of those bible studies do i no so i would I, i've really really enjoyed this i would love you to take just a few moments um, and just share with our listeners, we, we've already heard your heart, but just share again why it's so valuable for us to just sit with other believers and read the word of God together and the power behind that. Just take a few moments and speak to people and let us know. I believe it's a very, very humbling moment. Mm. So when you, when you think, I can understand everything individually in my sacred place, yeah. in my private, I think you are opening a door for for pride yeah so when we sit together and when we understand everyone has his or her own perspective yeah to the word of god yeah and holy spirit lives in all of us and he can give all, all of us a revelation and when we share this revelation together it's like a, you know big picture is painting Everyone just put a just touch of his own or her own on this picture. And after that, if you just come back and look at the picture, mm. it's beautiful. 
beautiful it's not just my own pre perspective yeah. it, it's not just my own revelation it's not just my own relationship with God and also if I'm stronger in word of God I can encourage others to just go deeper and understand there is there is something inside of word inside word of God so you can go deeper so many times you know when we, we study together so people said you know uh, to for example one of my friends wow what's a beautiful perspective you have what you did to you know understand this yeah. this word of God like this so and he or she shared I spent lots of time to read word of God after after that of the study so they encourage each other to go deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. you know there are lots of mysteries in word of God yeah. lots of mysteries and yeah, when we sit together, I, I really love Word of God. And I studied with myself. I spend time to read yeah. Word of God every day, every day. But I really, I think it's very valuable when we sit together mm. and share our heart and perspective and, you know, um, point of views together. So we bless each other, encourage each other. And also it's very humbling moment. Yeah. That's great. And what a, a beautiful story of opening the Gospels for the first time and encountering the love of Jesus, feeling that healing, feeling the power jump off the off the pages, but then coming to a place where you recognize that for me to get the fullness out of this word of God, I've got to listen to other people's perspectives in small groups and just study together and it's um, it's both, isn't it? It's having that moment alone with the mm. Lord, with the yeah. Bible, but then being the church, being together, everybody bringing their own thoughts and ideas and prayers, which is is really really beautiful. Okay, last question: How can our listeners? I'm sure they've really enjoyed and been encouraged today, but how can they pray for you and what you've got going on at the moment mm. in your life? Yes, I would appreciate them to just pray for me. This is my my prayer for this year. Mm -hmm. I realized there is power to understand I am a child of God. Yeah. So I this year for me is just getting closer to the heart of Father Amen. through Word of God Amen. and through Son of God. Yeah. You know? So just pray for me and for my family. We want to get closer to the heart of Father. And I think there is a mission behind that. So, yes, please pray for us. If they want to pray for something uh, personal for our life. And also, pr please pray for, for uh, uh, actually, Elam's worship ministry. Yeah. And we are um, serving many people around the world. So yeah. we have a worship. Uh, yeah, just tell our listeners where yeah. they can see some of those worship videos yeah. and if, that music. If they just search time for worship, yeah. So and it's in Farsi actually, time yeah. for worship, Elam. So time if for you want to see some uh, Farsi worship music, you can go on YouTube and yeah. type in time for worship and, and Elam. If just type, Elam. type time for worship, many things. Time for worship, yeah. Elam yeah. ministry, and they'll see some yeah. of the music and yeah, and that's that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Ruzbe, thank you so much for giving up your time to come and encourage us and My share pleasure. with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Jesus is alive and he continues to speak to people every day through his word. Just like Ruzbe first experienced as a college student reading the Gospels alone for the first time, or even today as he 
sits with a small group and opens up the word and they just simply talk about it. I hope that his story will encourage you to simply fall in love with the message of the gospel all over again. Jesus Speaks Farsi is produced by Elam Ministries, a nonprofit charity whose mission is to strengthen and expand the church in the Iran region and beyond. For more information and ways to partner, visit elam.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. We would love for more people to learn about what Jesus is doing amongst Persian speakers today. Mm-hmm.